Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, Thursday, the new Friday, you know, Thursday's Friday right now. Um, so, yeah, today we um, dive into 2 Timothy chapter 3. Hope you guys are having a good week, uh, ready for the weekend, uh, some more football, course, Hope this weekend is better than last weekend for my teams, um, but we'll see. Regardless, off the football. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Paula. Good morning, Mom and Dad. Great, great, great to have you guys on. Yeah, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Started our small groups uh, for our Exodus study last night. That was fun. I mean, some people started earlier, but we started last night. So, yeah, so man, studying Exodus, studying Second Timothy. Uh, next week, we jump over to Titus together. So, um, thanks for being a part. <laughs> yeah. So, hopefully, we get, we get a dub, get a couple dubs this weekend from my teams. All right, you guys, let's do it. Let's dive in. Second Timothy chapter 3. Um, and, uh, tomorrow I will not be on YouTube. Um, but if you want to continue on, jump over to the audio podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, wherever. And, uh, we'll, uh, the, the audio podcast for second Timothy chapter four will be on there. And then on Monday, we'll be back just like we are now with everything, the audio and YouTube with Titus chapter one. So, and um, man, before long, I'm already starting to think about what we want to do in December. I'm sure, sure we're going to do some kind of Advent study. Uh, still, few, still a good few, few months away, but uh, after uh, Thanksgiving, we'll be thinking about uh, an Advent study. So, we're going to stick with this, obviously, our reading plan all the way until then. And then we'll jump over to some kind of um, Advent-focused reading uh, for the days leading up to Christmas. So, awesome. Well, thanks for being on today. Let's jump in. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Second Timothy chapter 3. But mark this. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Got my pen. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. Hmm. It's gonna get rough, man. You know, as we as we move towards the last days, and really since the re resurrection of Jesus, this long era that we're in from the from Jesus's ascension to the Father to his return um, is the are the last days. And yes, it grows from vast, uh, bad to worse, for sure. 
Um, and so Timothy is, or Paul is instructing Timothy to be aware of the fact that there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, wow, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, wow, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Wow. Have nothing to do with such people. Woo. Man, there is a lot there, bro. There is a lot there. So people in the last day, they're going to be lovers. They're going to be lovers of the, all the wrong things. They're going to be lovers of everything that's not good. Um, I've been interested recently. You may have seen it. You know, you always got to take celebrity conversions to Christ with a grain of salt, or not with a grain of salt, but with caution. You know, not. But I've been really, and I've been watching her story for a while because I used to watch her uh, program on uh, TLC, LA Inc., Kat Von D. Um, Kat Von D., she was a tattoo artist. I don't know why, but years ago I got really interested in her show. Um, uh, just her, she was a tattoo artist and I just started watching her show. I have zero tattoos, but I, I just find it, I found it interesting. Um, and it's just been interesting, uh, following her story over and she got, she got pretty dark. I mean, she's a pretty dark person. Like, I mean, she would, you know, she had a lot of tattoos, obviously she's, she, uh, she eventually ended up getting into the occult and all these other things. And, um, uh, and then she, a few years ago moved, she and her husband moved to Indiana. They left LA and moved to Indiana. And there's just been this kind of incremental pr progress. Not that moving from LA to Indiana is like a spiritual, <laughs> like a spiritual journey, but, um, but apparently for her it was, uh, but, yeah, but long story short, she just recently, she posted it on her timeline. She just recently posted that uh, her story yesterday. That she was baptized Sunday. She'd given her life to Christ. She had covered up all of her tattoos that were uh, the you know symbols of the occult. She, she A few years ago or a year ago, she had burnt all of her books that were related to the occult and to witchcraft. And just last weekend, in a little... Baptist Church in the south um, southeast corner of of Indiana was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, man. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, it's just when those those kind of conversions like that, just so, you know, again, you know, you don't you celebrate, right? You rejoice with those who rejoice, like the angels in heaven rejoicing when one soul is saved. Every soul that comes to know Jesus matters. And, uh, but it's just been, that's, you know, one of those very, um, a journey from deep darkness. And I don't, obviously I don't know her. <laughs> I mean, I, I know nothing other than what's put out there, uh, you know, on television and then on the web, uh, about her. 
but just from a from a very long long distance away um it's cool to see someone's life so radically changed by the gospel of jesus um yeah cat von d uh with a k cat but uh yeah it's been it's been cool so yeah she was baptized white white robe and a in a church baptistry uh by a clean cut pastor looking dude <laughs> praise god man god is good but in the last days man i mean i think she would probably she what made me think that was her her old life is definitely would be symbolic of all of these things right um people be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedient ungrateful unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal not lovers of good rash conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god having a form this is the one man having a form of godliness but denying his power it's a fake godliness it denies the power of god it de denies the power of god to change people it denies the power of the resurrection any religion that is claims to be Christian, but denies the resurrection of Jesus is a form of godliness that is denying the power of God. And what does Jesus, and what does Paul say to Timothy? Have nothing to do with these people. Don't have anything to do with people who have a form of godliness, but deny its power. Don't, don't, don't entertain their philosophies. That doesn't mean you can't be friends with them in terms of like, you know, trying to be an influence, but don't, don't entertain their ideologies and their philosophies because it's, um, it's not, it's not what we're called to be. It's not what we're called to become. Verse six, they are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. They'll take advantage of the, uh, the vulnerable. This isn't just about women. That was given as an example, but They'll take advantage of people who, who are not grounded in the word of God, who are not grounded in the truth. And their uh, their philosophies and their teachings can influence um, the gullible. So we don't want any part of that. They're always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ooh, hmm. man. You ever know people like that? They're always studying. They're always learning. They're always reading a new book, reading a new you know, blog, listening to a new video. They're filled with, they're, they're eager to learn, but they're not eager to change. Come on. Eager to learn, but not eager to change. How many of you know eager to learn and eager to change are not the same thing? Some people learn in exchange for changing. <laughs> right? You know what? It's like it's like the person who says, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna get my get my uh, my physical health under control. I'm gonna join another gym." You already you already belong to four gyms. I know, but this one's closer to my house. And if I go to that, if I belong to that gym, then I'll go. 
or I'm going to buy a book on health and fitness. I'm going to, I mean, if that leads you to actually changing, fine, but just the, the mere act of learning is not going, it's not the same as changing. And sometimes in spiritual matters, people are eager to learn. I'm going to read a new book on this religion. I'm going to read a new book on this. I'm going to read a new, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, read. But are you letting that infiltrate your heart? Are you allowing the Lord Jesus to truly change you? Always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. And this knowledge of the truth is just not like, it's not just head knowledge. It's, uh, it's, it's experiential. Experiential knowledge. Experiencing transformation. Experiencing the truth of God. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these, good, these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. Hmm. But, they will but they will not get very far because, as in the case of those men, their folly will become clear to everyone. So Paul calling out a couple people, Paul calling out a couple brothers here, just straight up calling them out. He's like, we got people, you know, um, like that are of depraved mind, and they're trying to lead people astray. But as far as the faith is, they're not even Christians. We know that they aren't, they aren't saved. Um, and sometimes if you look at people's lives, like we, we never are the final judge of someone's salvation, right? We know that. But if, not there's no but <laughs> there's no but we aren't um but it also is also true that you can watch someone's life and uh the fruit will reveal what kind of tree it is right given enough time the fruit that is produced will reveal whether it's truly a good tree or a bad tree whether it's where a person is truly saved or not saved which goes back to a little bit to our conversation yesterday about you know, did Jesus draw circles or did he draw lines? He did both. He talked about good trees and bad trees. That's a, that's a line, bro. That's not a circle. That's a line. Bad trees bear bad fruit. Good trees bear good fruit. That's straight out of the mouth of Jesus. And so, you know, that idea that Jesus drew, just drew circles, you know, he just included people, included people, included people. Yeah, he did. But he also drew a line in the sand. He said, you, you're welcome in this circle, but whether or not you are... Uh, a child of righteousness or a child of the devil uh, it will be very clear by the by the fruit you bear. That's a line. <laughs> That's a line in the sand. You either a sheep or a goat, and uh, at the end, my father will sort them out. Them, he will sort them out. Line in the sand. Um. But here, uh, Paul is saying the same, essentially the same kind of thing that, you know, uh, a person's, if a person is truly not uh, where they should be with God, it's going to become their folly, their foolishness will become uh, clear to everyone. Hmm. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, love, endurance, persecutions sufferings what kinds of things happened to me in antioch iconium and lystra and the persecutions i endured hmm. um so here paul's contrasting the fruit that 
the folly of those who are not truly in a relationship with God and not truly living for godliness, those who um, uh, are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, those that have a form of godliness but deny its power, the power of, of transformation. The power of God is the power of God that transforms us. Uh, that's what the gospel does from the inside out. Uh, but Paul says, in contrast to those that uh, are lovers of themselves and not lovers of God, you know me. You know my story. You know uh, about my teaching, about how my life was consistent with what I taught, and about my pers- purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my love for the saints, my love for God. Um, about the sufferings. Paul endured many sufferings, right? Beatings, uh, imprisonments, shipwrecks. I mean, he, he, dealt, he dealt with a lot of persecution and suffering. Um, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Mm. Man, can't you look back over your life and think of the times, list the times that God delivered you? The, um, the the close calls, the adversities, the sicknesses, the surgeries, the accidents, the calamities, um, and God delivered you from them all. Mm. Um, the times you could have been caught up and tricked and misled and taken down a, tr- a journey that would have brought you through some dark days or difficult times, and God delivered you from them all. Man, that's awesome. We can all just think about times God did that, and it's like, it's praise moment, man. It's like, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Say what? Everyone who wants. You want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be persecuted. What? Wait. Huh? (laughs) Yeah, man. You're not always going to fit in. You're not always going to be... Your ideas are not always going to be popular. And I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's the problem with a lot of the, not a, many sectors of the American church, you know, the Western church is, um, we don't want to be persecuted, man. We want to be popular. We want to look, we want to look like the world. We want the world to like us. We want the world to respect us. And, um, man, we got to give that up. That is not the calling. That is not the call of the child of God. Uh, that is not the call of the church to be respected, quote, unquote, respected by the world. Mm-mm. That is a dangerous, dangerous, uh, slippery slope, man. Any church, any pastor, any believer uh, whose desire it is to be respected or loved or promoted or celebrated by the world, that is a dangerous, dangerous goal because that will lead down a path of destruction and a path away from what Jesus really taught and who he really is. Because we're not supposed to be lovers of the world. We're supposed to be lovers of God. As we love God, if people in the world celebrate an aspect of that, fine. 
If they don't, fine. But the goal is not the seeking of celebration or or uh, or uh, or recognition or respect. The goal is to love God and honor Him. Um, every everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Will face persecution. Obviously, at different places and at different times throughout church history, that's become that was at you know various levels of intensity. But we're not going to fit in. We're not always going to fit in, and that isn't even the goal. Verse thirteen, while Uber, while evil evil, all evil doers, evil doers, <laughs> evil doers, while evil doers and imposters will grow will go from bad to worse. Hmm. Deceiving and being deceived. Paul uh Paul's talking here all about last times, right? Like, you know, these last days that we're we've we're living in and have been living in for a while, is that people will grow from bad to worse and their evildoers will become more pronounced and more extreme in their wickedness. And imposters, people who are not really proponents of goodwill, not really proponents of godliness, not really um not true proponents of Christianity. They're imposters. They have a form of godliness. What is an imposter? A form of godliness that denies its power. That's an imposter. They look good on the surface. They got a little steeple on their church. They got stained glass. They got a nice building. They even got church in their name. Ain't no church. Because they don't have a they have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. They deny the power of the resurrection. They deny that Jesus rose from the dead. They deny that his death is sufficient for the atoning sacrifice of sin. They deny that he has the ability to change people. That no matter what your hang-up or struggle or addiction is, Jesus has the power to redeem you. He takes you right where you are. You don't have to clean up first. Nope. Come just like you are, and he will work in you from the inside out. And he will create something new out of something that was not there. That's the power of God, the Holy Spirit that works in and through us. He has that power. And, and imposters will say, oh, you know, Jesus just came to make you feel good. He's a good moral teacher, just like all the others. He just came to um, encourage people and, to, and get you, you know, help you to upgrade your life to the 2.0 version. He just wants you to have a, a better life. That's all. Jesus does want you to have a better life, but for you to have a better life, you got to die to self. You, it, you're, you're, you don't need to upgrade. You need a uh, burial. I'm just shooting straight, bro. Right? <laughs> if you want to have your best life, you don't need an upgrade. You need a burial. You need to die to the old man so that Christ can live in you. Um, but as you, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know that those, because you know those from whom you learned it. So Paul's again encouraging Timothy, I mean, cling to the truth, man. Cling to the word of God. Cling to the Bible. Keep going to back to what you know. Keep going back to what you know. And those people that you learned it from. 
Verse 15, I love this. Kind of reminds him of his of Timothy's childhood. And how from infancy, Timothy was raised in the church, man. He was raised as a, a child of a Christian uh, mom and, and grandmother. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Come on. What are we doing right now here studying the Word? It's making us wise. It's making us wise. Making us wise for salvation. The Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Oh, this is one. Everybody's Bible. Come on now. If you're holding your Bible right now, you, this, you, this one needs to be underlined in everybody's Bible right here. 2 Timothy 3.16. One of the most famous 316 verses in the whole Bible. Of course, John 316 is probably the most famous, but this one is a close second. All Scripture, how much? All of it. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for what? For teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And what will happen as a result? As we, uh, the Word of God, because it's inspired, it's God-breathed, and so therefore it is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness, and what will happen? So that the servant of God may be thoroughly, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's one worth memorizing, guys, if you haven't yet. All Scripture is God-breathed. And is profitable for teaching, rebuking, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God or the person of God or the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I want to thank you for spending time in the Word of God. Man, I just want to, you know, you probably don't hear it enough, but God bless you. Way to go. I commend you for taking, making a Bible study a priority because as we study this, God-breathed book. Come on now. As we study this God-breathed book, it will rebuke us, it will correct us, it will teach us, it will train us in righteousness so that we, servants of God, can be fully equipped for the work that God has for us to do. So I applaud you for making priority, the Word of God, a priority in your life because you are training. And you may not see it every day, but you're getting better. You're, getting, uh, you're, you're growing. You're maturing. You're learning more. Uh, and sometimes it's uncomfortable what we hear, uh, but that's the rebuking part. That's the correcting. That's the training. Not all training is pleasant in the moment, but it produces. It produces the end result that you're after. And uh, that end result that we're after is that we will be equipped for every good work that God has for us to do. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for being on. Let's close in a quick prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for my friends and the opportunity that we have today to Dig into your word to learn, to grow. Lord, the, in these last days, we see that people are slanderers. They're not lovers of good. Um, there are people who are conceited and love, our world loves pleasure so much more than they love you. So God, help us not to be caught in that. Lord, help us to stand out. Let us, as your word says in another place, that we would shine like stars in the universe as we stand out against this darkness that we would be true lovers of yours, that we would show people what it is to have a pure heart, a kind heart, a gentle heart, a heart that is baptized by the love of Jesus. Lord, help us to, um, 
to live a godly life in the presence even uh, of ungodly people, even when uh, we're persecuted. Thank you for your word, Lord, that is God-breathed. Thank you that you teach us, you rebuke us, you correct us, you train us in righteousness so that we can do all the good things that you've called us to do. Thank you for your holy word. God bless my friends today. May you strengthen and encourage each and every one of them today in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the podcast today. You guys are awesome. Love you guys. You know that. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and uh, sharing the podcast. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and, and the notifications. You'll be notified every time a new uh, video um, episode drops. That way you won't miss any. And uh, really appreciate that. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Have a fantastic weekend, guys. God bless. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.